Hello and Merry Christmas from the Joy in the Word podcast. Join me today as we go back and revisit our discussion on the birth of Jesus, his miraculous coming into this earth to be with us and go before us, to be assigned to us. May we seek him together. I pray that you have wonderful fellowship today with your family and friends. And I pray most of all that you understand the full measure of what this day truly is. Now, there are plenty of people that will debate whether or not Jesus was actually born on December 25th. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Because what we know is that he was in fact born. And that he was born at the exact moment that God intended for him to arrive on this earth. The genealogy given to us in Matthew chapter 1 confirms this very thing. It says this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it goes on to list who each father was. Abraham, the father of Isaac. Isaac, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Judah. It goes all the way down and lists each father. David was the father of Solomon. It goes to the exile and lists the father's From there until Joseph. It says that Jacob was the father of Joseph, who was the husband of Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Now, the important part about this genealogy is that it says in verse 17 that there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David. 14 generations from David to the exile to Babylon. And 14 generations from the exile to the Messiah. And so God did pick the exact perfect time for Jesus to be born into the earth. We also know from John chapter 1 that this was God's intention from the beginning. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. We also know from Revelation chapter 13 that Jesus is the Lamb that was slain, from the foundations of the earth. So now we can pick up in the book of Luke to discuss him being born into the earth. Now the first thing that Luke does is it introduces us to John the Baptist. Remember from John chapter 1 verse 23 that John the Baptist was called to prepare a way for Jesus. He actually quotes the book of Isaiah when he says, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. You see, John the Baptist's mom Elizabeth and Jesus' mom Mary were cousins. If we pick up in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. He was a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was troubled by his words and wondered what it meant. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now at this time, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John the Baptist. 
When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. So the very presence of Jesus coming into that house, John the Baptist, and recognizing who he was called to pave the way for, leapt in his mother's womb. Even then, he was overcome by the presence of God. As we move on to Luke chapter 2, we learn that Caesar Augustus had issued a decree that a census should be taken. This would be of the entire Roman world. This required everyone to go to his own town to register. So Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. I want to discuss Bethlehem just a little bit further. Not only is Bethlehem the city of David, it also, in Hebrew, means the house of bread. Now, if we flip ahead to the book of John, chapter 6, Jesus is talking. He says, It is my Father who gives the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He says in verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And so Jesus, the Messiah, who gives us that eternal life that he spoke of, is the bread who came down from heaven, born into the house of bread. Verse 6 tells us while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And so the Savior of the world was born into the most humble of circumstances. Now there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were afraid. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel and praised God and said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Now this is to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet tells us about 700 years before Jesus is born. He says in chapter 9 that for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Now in regard to the shepherds, it tells us in verse 15 that when the angels left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning about what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. 
But Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now many people have been confused by whether or not the shepherds and the magi were the same people. But Luke clearly told us that the shepherds visited Jesus immediately when he was born, that the angels had told them what had happened, and they went and found him lying in the manger. If we go back to the book of Matthew in chapter 2, it tells us about the visit of the Magi. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. We know from this account that they have been on some type of a journey in order to find Jesus. Now King Herod heard this and was disturbed, and he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law and asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Now those teachers of the law were quoting the prophet Micah. It says in chapter 5, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And remember we just discussed that Jesus was the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. It goes on to say in Micah chapter 5, verse 4, He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Though Herod is even more concerned now, he calls the Magi secretly and finds out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for this child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Now it says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Now this tells us that they were in an entirely different location than they were when Jesus was born, when the shepherds came to visit him, when he was in the manger. Now the Magi, after an extensive search, have found him in the house where they're living. It says next that the Magi presented him with gifts, that they opened up their treasures and gave him what they had brought. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now nowhere does it say that there were three Magi. We tend to associate Magi with three because they brought three gifts. But never does it say how many Magi there were. What we do know is the gifts that they brought were priceless, the very best of what they had to offer. Gifts that were truly fit for a king. Now we get more confirmation that these Magi were men that had come from a great distance. They were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, and they returned to their own country by a different route. Now after the Magi left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and escape to Egypt. 
Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took Jesus and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now the prophet that they refer to here is Hosea. In chapter 11 it said, When Israel was a child I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. Now remember what we just read in the book of Exodus, that God used Moses to call his children up out of Egypt, his son Israel, the foreshadowing of his son Jesus, who he now will call up out of Egypt. He went there to overcome death in the same way that the Israelites went to Egypt, to overcome death during the famine. So back to Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, it says that Herod realized he had been outwitted by the Magi. He was furious and gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and younger. So because Joseph listened to the Lord, Jesus overcame certain death while in Egypt. So that part of the story gets us to when Jesus is about two years old. But I want to go back now to the book of Luke, when Jesus is eight days old, when he's presented at the temple. It says on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him, before he had been conceived. When the time of the purification of the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. Remember, we just studied the consecration of the firstborn in Exodus chapter 13, verse 2, when the Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether man or animal. This is, of course, because the Lord spared the firstborn of Israel in the tenth and final plague. So here in verse 22 and 23, Joseph and Mary are presenting Jesus before the Lord to be consecrated. Now it says there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So what does that actually mean, the Lord's Christ? Since we're talking about Jesus, I want to right now stop and clarify that his name is Jesus and that he is the Christ. A lot of people refer to him as Jesus Christ, but he's actually Jesus the Christ. Christ is a word that means the anointed one and his anointing power. So here, Simeon knows that he is not going to die until he has seen the Lord's anointed one coming in anointed power. In verse 27, it says, Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God and said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. So here Simeon declares through the Holy Spirit that Jesus did not just come for the Israelites, 
but also to be a light to the Gentiles. Now Joseph and Mary marveled at what had been said about Jesus. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own heart too. He knew, of course, what it would be like for a mother to watch her son go through what Jesus would go through for us. Now there was also a prophetess named Anna. She was a widow. She was 84. She had never left the temple, but worshipped night and day and fasted and prayed. She came up to them at that very moment, and she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child and to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. It closes by saying that Jesus grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now, Lord, I just thank you for this day. For the day that you chose for Jesus to be born into the earth, Lord, we receive him and we worship him. We are thankful for the grace that you gave us through him. Lord, we receive that he was born in a miraculous way, through a virgin and spoken about by the prophets. We receive that you sent him to us to die for our sins. We receive that you sent him to us so that he could live for us, so that he could show us how to live, so that he could die for us, so that we could overcome death. And we rejoice at his birth, Lord. We thank you. Amen.